It's time to get it, and you know how we get it. Americano! The podcast about all things business and personal growth with your host, Eric Vonheim. Today, I would like to welcome Elsie Hayes to the show. Elsie, how are you doing? I am doing fabulous. Fabulous is good. Yes. And where are we at today, Elsie? Um, personally, professionally, what are we talking about? We could talk about both, but what about physical location? Oh, Laguna Niguel, the OC, Orange County. The OC. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that the OC has a, a good reputation or a bad reputation following the show? Because years ago, there was a show called the OC. That's right. Um, I think it depends who you ask. You know, I yeah. mean, it's, it's such a beautiful, I, I don't live in this area. Okay. I currently work here and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful. But I do think that sometimes, um, you know, uh, areas like this might have a reputation yeah. and, but now, but, but, but really people here, just because you live in a huge house yep. doesn't mean you're not humble and loving. Do you know that, what I mean? That is true. It's like, so that's how, that's what, that's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was just interesting because after that particular show, I know it brought a lot of awareness to the OC Orange County. Mm-hmm. Then it sort of set a tone for what the environment was like. So I know that some people coming into the area have a perception. Sure. So it's always interesting. Yeah. So Elsie, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and, and maybe sort of um, where you grew up and, and sort of your passion for, for business, for, for education and tell us a little bit sure. about that um okay so i was born in los angeles and um when i was in middle school my parents and my three brothers we moved to san diego san diego and um i let's see i majored in communication okay as yourself yeah I love talking to people getting to them and i um i actually decided to follow a career in broadcast journalism initially so i did that for 15 years i was a television news reporter and um, you didn't know that? Wow. Well, I know that you were in communication. I didn't yeah. realize you're on TV. So we were with a celebrity today. Oh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't say that, but that's so funny because I totally thought you knew. Okay. So, yeah, I worked for a Fox, NBC, ABC out in Michigan. Okay. And so I did that for 15 years. And, um, but I love the fact that you're doing this because I think professionally what I really, you know, obviously I want to talk about where I, fabulous place I work, but as you know, I'm in transition. Yeah. And so um, when I decided to leave the news business in Michigan, it was because I really wanted to come back to California and be near family. This is where I'm originally from. Okay. So I think this taps into this, um, you know, th- sometimes in life you don't, you're really scared yeah. to make a change professionally. Um, I was petrified mm-hmm. and, and this was the change coming, leaving Michigan and coming back to California. Yes. That particular change, that particular change, because I thought to myself, you know, um, and so I did apply for television news reporting jobs. I got interviewed by, um, Fox and NBC in San Diego yeah. and KUSI. Um, my resume videotapes were good enough for an interview, but I, obviously I was not hired. Okay. So that was a huge, you know, disappointment because you can easily take the route of, oh my gosh, I'm such a loser. You know, it's like, yeah. I didn't look, you know, here I am, you know, I'm not, I'm in my forties mm-hmm. and what? What am I going to do? So I really had to, you know, kind of evaluate, well, what is it you really want? Right. And for me, it was more important to be near family mm-hmm. than it was to have a certain type of career. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And I would yeah. imagine, is it fair to say that for so many years you're away from your family because yes. of where you're living? Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And so um, so once I knew, okay, that's that's really what you want. 
That's what, what your heart is saying. Right. So I kept applying for jobs and it can be very discouraging. You know, here I have a college degree. I'm a former television news reporter and I'm like, why am I not being hired? Yeah. So, but I'm a big believer. My faith is very, you know, important to me. And I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. So there I am in Michigan and Emma and Claudia see my resume on Indeed. Okay. And so that's how they found me. You know, I, my background was communication. They needed someone to come here to the um, Huntington Learning Center in Laguna Niguel and um, kind of manage the office and be the face of the business yeah. out in the community. So what was your, what was the resume, I mean, on Indeed, mm-hmm. which is which is a, a job platform, correct, yeah. to find jobs sure. and, and for employees and employers. Were you actively looking for the type of work that you had back in Michigan, or did you change your resume no, a little bit? No, I changed bit? my resume because I knew, obviously I had a resume with that was strictly broadcast journalism, and I thought, you know, um, I, I naively thought that that would be so impressive to people right. that they would just hire me. But I, I learned a lesson that you really do have to tailor your resume to what you're, you know, the job you're trying to land. So I started, I geared it toward, I, honestly, I, I paid someone to, to, to help, to help me. Yeah. yeah. So I geared the resume more toward um, communication slash marketing. Yeah. Um, because again, you have to keep in mind, I had never done that in my career, even though I studied communication, it's like, you know, I had never done marketing. I, you know, my, my experience was journalism, talking to people, interviewing them, getting them to tell their story. Kind of like what you do, Eric. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Confession time, everybody. Confession time. So yes, I did change and, and tweak my resume. Okay. Okay. And you know, what's interesting about that is, um, this story that you share about the resume and mm-hmm. adjusting it to your audience, I think there's a tendency to sometimes for us to, and I've done this mm-hmm. early on in my career where I had my resume and I put it out there thinking people are going to be so excited they should be able to read this and interpret what I can do for them. Sure. And I think what we all quickly realize is that when we identify who our audience is and then we put the wording and the content to sort of meet their needs, we tend to have some great results. Absolutely. And you just got to, you know, I learned um, a valuable lesson, and that is, you know, it sounds like such a cliche, but don't give up. Don't give up. Just keep, you know, if you're searching for, if you're in a job that you're not currently happy in, but do an an honest evaluation as to why you're not happy. You know, it might just be you personally. You're not happy. (laughs) You're just not a happy person. Exactly. It has nothing to do with the job. Not enough vitamin D. Right. Not enough sunshine. Some people live in places where there's not a lot of sunshine. Yeah, I don't belong in places (laughs) like that. So, um, but yes, if you you know that you, you know, or maybe your heart is tugging you to make a change or, you know, advance, whatever it is, it's like you got to just... You got to take those baby steps and just keep moving. Just pushing through. Pushing. I mean, I must have sent out. I'm not over exaggerating. I must have applied. It's a kind of embarrassing, but I must have applied to about a hundred jobs. Hundred jobs. Hundred jobs. The application Eric. process. Yes. Yeah. It indeed makes it easy. You just click a button. You know. But apply, that was a hundred clicks. Apply. Apply. Yeah. You could have got carpal tunnel from that, right? Or That's some form. Well, I would do it while I was watching TV. Okay. Or <laughs> You know, it's you key on something that's very important nowadays, which is perseverance, mm-hmm. right? And I think there is a tendency for us to, as human beings, to get in our heads sometimes because, you know, to your previous point about you were applying for those jobs and wondering why are you not being selected? Why are they not, you know, bringing you in? 
and maybe you know some of that discouragement sets in and it's very difficult i find for some individuals to push through those moments too because you almost have to be your cha- your own champion yes in those moments you yes. have to remind yourself how much time and effort and how passionate you are how much you care yes and and, and allow that to really you know sort of feel that energy so you can continue to push through and not let those little speed bumps be moments in time that stop you in your tracks. Absolutely. But you know, what's interesting about what you're, what you're sharing is that I think most people know that Eric, Mm -hmm. I think they know that Mm -hmm. the challenge is how do you motivate yourself to be your own champion? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Because if you talk to, you know, I mean, if you talk to anyone, I think they would know, well, I know I got to believe in myself before anyone else believes in me. Yes. You know, they, they understand that. But the challenge that I had um, was, you know, I, that's why I needed to leave, you know, I needed to get closer to a place where I could enjoy my family and whatever makes you happy. Right. Seek that. So, um, but it was very tough. Like, I'm not going to pretend like, oh, yeah, I was motivated every day. I was, like you said, my champion every day. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, I was just going through the motions feeling like, is this ever going to happen? But mm-hmm. I just kept going through the motions. Right. And then my life in one year, one year exactly, has completely done a 180. Just a one, totally different. Totally different. Like if my own brothers tell mm-hmm. me, sister, I don't even recognize you. Because I'm just, um, I'm happier. I'm more positive. Mm-hmm. I'm. I understand the the uh, like the the source of my joy, where yeah. it comes from. My faith is important, and so, and I'm I'm serving more. I never did yeah. that. I never did that. So, anyways, I didn't mean so, to get no, off topic. No, no. So, I mean, these are all important factors because you know each and every one of us has to find um, tools. Yes. To keep us moving in the right direction. That's right? what. That's exactly what. Um, I wanted to, sometimes I think I'm ADD because I'm like all We're over the all place. ADD. I know, I know. So, but that's what I was going to say. Like most people who want to make that change yeah. may say, okay, but how do I get motivated? I don't like, you know, I don't mm. know what to do. For me, what helped was I needed to change my thought process. I needed to change the story. Mm-hmm. You hear this often, you know, I was telling myself. Oh my gosh. And once I did that, everything, it was like magic. Absolutely. It was just like, okay, here you go. Okay, here's your next, your next, um, I call it blessing, but it's more really like the outside world would be like, how'd you do that? How did you land this job? And as you know, I'm in transition into an, you know, an even more amazing opportunity. Right. I love what I've done here. I love Emma and Claudia, who are my, you know, um, direct bosses, co-owners. They have been angels in my life. And, but I needed, I, again, it was the move here allowed me to continue to grow, continue to build myself, absolutely, and then now go to the next level. So wow. I'm excited about that. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And you know, I'm I'm listening to you to you point out a key factor that I I feel deeply about, which is the things that we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we have a tendency of telling ourselves these crazy stories. Yes. Or reliving our failures, right? Yes. And there's a lot of uh, people out there that are unfortunately stuck in the mud because they keep reminding themselves constantly mm-hmm. of all the reasons why they can't do something versus thinking about things like, hey, I woke up today. Yes. And today's a brand new day. And yesterday's done. Yes. Um, yeah. And, I, and right. I think the people that I've, I've observed, because I think in, in many ways throughout my years, I've just been more of an observationist, uh, paying attention to what works, what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. 
the people that I think have some great success, and I'm, when I say success, I'm not talking about just financial success. I'm talking about people that may not have a lot, but they're truly happy. Yes. And what I observe from these people, um, comparatively speaking, from those that are struggling versus some success is that the ones that have the success, they're just telling themselves different stories. Mm -hmm. They're feeding themselves different things in their mind. They're looking at life differently. They're surrounding themselves with people that are positive and contributing, uplifting. Yes, Eric, yes. I mean, yeah. I, I honestly um, feel like I've tapped into this um, uh, like magic. I like know, it. You yeah. know, like everyone, you know, my if you can change like what you're saying, your thoughts, like and the story people tell themselves, I'm too old. Oh, yes. Um, I don't have a college degree. Um, you know, uh, I, or, or like, let's say you just doubt yourself. Yeah. I don't think I can do it. Like I, yeah. you know, you, 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 your confidence is low. You don't feel that you can actually get that management position if that's what you want. You know, you don't, you seriously, it's fear. It's the story you're telling yourself. And so the, the trick is, okay, how do I change my thought process? And that's the thing. Like we could do a whole oh, show yeah, on we, that. We, you know that but we won't go into that. But that's if you can change your thoughts, you will change your reality. Because Absolutely. you will. Because your behavior will change and that will get you closer to the reality that you want. I love it. So I'm, I'm 100% with you. We're going to gonna just ask our people to schedule another interview. <laughs> <laughs> so let okay so let's let's bring it forward a little bit so you, you know you're in michigan yes you you're you have this strong desire to get back to california mm -hmm. you want to be closer to your family um and, and that's amazing I, I love that and so you you make this journey back to california you encounter some speed bumps you find your way to huntington learning center where mm -hmm. you you find emma and claudia which for our listeners out there these two are amazing individuals so um for anybody in the Laguna Niguel, California area yes. that has uh, young children, kids. K through, that, 12. K through K 12. K through 12 people. Get it yep. together here. K through 12. Uh, you definitely want to check out Huntington Learning Center and uh, speak with Emma or Claudia. Amazing individuals. So you arrive here. You start contributing to the business. Um, and help us understand um, how, you know, you, you come from this journalism background mm -hmm. and now you're in education mm -hmm. and you're probably identifying there's some things that just overlap and, and, and sort of fit really well. Because to me, when I first met you, it seemed like you had been in academia education for a long, long time. You just have that vibe and energy because I see that you truly care about people. You're very personable, you know, the way you speak with families or I see you interact. I'm like, wow, that like that would be the person I want as my teacher. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, well, like, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's, here's the, you know, what Huntington does, you know, there's a lot of people may not know this, but there's 300 centers across the country okay. over three. Actually, I think they're at 340 now. This particular franchise that opened in Laguna Niguel, um, you know, yeah, they're offering individualized tutoring to kids K through 12. I am not a teacher. I basically, you know, my title is mm -hmm. managing director. But um, what I do know is I'm a mom. I have three kids okay. you know? and so they are, you know, 11, 13 and 20 years old. And so one of the things that I know as a mom, when you're looking for a service, I knew that, yeah, you want the service to be legit and to be able to perform, but you want people to treat the kids like they're yours. Absolutely. You know, that, yeah. and I knew that's what you want them to care. You want them to care. You want them to. And I even tell parents when I'm doing conferences with them you know, when they're considering the service, I tell mm -hmm. them, we're going to be tough on your kids, but we're going to love them as if they're ours. It, and you should see the look on their faces. 
Like when parents hear that, they're just use, like, use that language. I use that language. Yes. I don't care if it's like, I you know, inappropriate or not corporate, you know, appropriate, but I say that we're going to love your kids as if they were our own. And as soon as I say that, I can tell parents are like, oh my gosh, like yeah. that, that would be awesome. It's powerful. Yes. And so, so, um, because I mean, yeah. what businesses are speaking like that? What businesses are really letting people know that we truly care? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of competition out there, right? But what? how can we separate ourselves? We can care more. We can care right? more. And when yeah. you use that language, yeah, I can imagine how those parents feel because that's their heart, their external heart walking around. Yes, <laughs> you it know? is. It is. There's, And so absolutely, like this is a franchise, so the system is in place. Okay. But I always tell people the the system is like the cake, but the people running it, it's like the frosting. Oh, I you like know? that. I, thank you. <laughs> we're going to we're going to use yeah. that the cake and the frosting the cake analogy. And the frosting. It's like if you have a business that's a franchise, right? You know you have to follow the the system right. rules, but I look at the people running the programs and the teachers and the people that are here in the center, um that's the frosting. Yeah. That's what makes it. So um overlapping you asked about what skills i kind of used in journalism i mean that's easy that's you know i that was a people business you know you had to build rapport gain people's trust so that they could feel comfortable enough to share what had they had just experienced you know because sometimes Mm -hmm. it was a deadly fire a fatal accident you know a shooting like these are very traumatic events and if you're like you're a stranger trying to get them to get that information so you have to have that ability right so that does come very natural to me because i love people i've always been like that since i was a little girl yeah and so um but that's what i do here i just kind of you know i i just treat the kids as if they were mine and then i i'm very honest with the parents as far as Mm -hmm. what their kids need academically because most parents that come here, their children are struggling. So that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And you know, you're you're keen on a, a point that is just, I think, super critical, regardless of the industry that you're in, or whether we're speaking professionally or on a personal level, which is relationships. Yes, yes. They're everything. They're everything, Eric. And and um, and I um, I've I've realized. Oh, I know what I wanted yes, to say. Please. You you brought up a good point about joy, right? Like. Yeah. Here's something that will that I I, uh, I saw this in a documentary recently recently and it was so powerful. It said that between you know if you earn one thousand dollars a month and fifty thousand excuse me yeah one one thousand dollars a month and or fifty thousand dollars a year, your joy will jump dramatically yeah. like fifty thousand because you need your needs met mm-hmm. right that's important yeah so because and i'm kind of covering uh, follow follow yeah i'm with you me. here let's go so so i was watching this documentary and it said so in other words if you're not making enough to fulfill your needs you will not be happy obviously because you need to fulfill your needs that makes sense but if as soon as you make enough to fulfill your needs, right? Which mm-hmm. let's say it might be fifty thousand. They use that as a um, as a uh, just a generalization. Yeah. Then if you think once you meet fifty thousand, oh gee, I'm not happy. Oh, if I could only make a hundred, mm-hmm. or if you're making a hundred and you think, oh, if I could just make two hundred thousand, then I'll be really happy. It basically research showed that the the amount of joy between when your needs are met, yeah, and whatever the amount is, right? that it's very little, the, the, the measurement. The like inc- the it's change, probably incremental. The right. But they were trying to say that it doesn't matter. It, so if, if you have to have your needs met, but then once you have your needs met, if you think more money 
is going to make you happy. Yes, I get yeah. it. You know, yes, of course, you want to go on vacation and cruises, and that money allows you to have these wonderful experiences. Right. But the documentary made me reminded me, don't bet on more money making Absolutely. you happy. So more money, more problems. Right. Yeah. We, we heard this before in hip hop track. <laughs> so I. How do you know that? <laughs> I, I know a lot of these things, and yes. So yes. that's something that I really, like, it validated. Like, that is so true. Because, yes, you want to yeah. be aggressive and, and grow sure. professionally, financially. But just remember, like, you better find your joy somewhere else. 100% agree with you. Because it doesn't come directly from that dollar bill. It doesn't. It does mm-hmm. not, people. No. You know, one of the things, like, and it's you're just triggering a, a thought. Uh, so in my classes that I teach at St. Anna College, I always ask my students when we talk about um, financial well-being and, and teaching them how to invest in mutual funds and mm-hmm. IRAs. I just add this into entrepreneurship. That's awesome. I just want them to. I had a good teacher when I was 18 that taught me about mutual funds. And I'll tell you, they don't teach this stuff in high school and they barely cover it in college. Uh, and if you have some good people that are sort of putting that out there, I think it's important at a young age. Because I told them, time is on your side. The most precious resource asset you will ever have is time. Right. From yes. a financial investment perspective and quality of life, everything. Mm-hmm. And but when you're young, you don't understand that you think time is infinite until you get a little older and you're like this. The clock is running out. Right. right? We got to right. get to work. Um, but what I said to them, I said uh, with a show of hands uh, for those that had jobs or have been working, I said with a show of hands, raise your hand if you've ever received a raise in the class. You know, you get a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I received a raise. And I said, okay, for the people that raised their hand, how did you feel when you got that raise? Were you, were you excited? Were you happy? And they did, yeah, yeah, I was happy. I was happy. Okay, okay great. I said, now, uh, how do you feel about that today? Are you as excited as you were? And everybody's like, no, not really. Mm-hmm. And I said, exactly. And that's because money is such a temporary moment in time where you think it's going to bring you this joy and excitement. And it will for a moment. For a moment, yes. For a moment. Yes. But what's sustainable, what's substantial is, is your work, is it purposeful? Are you doing something that you really enjoy? Are your you, are you, exactly, yes. relationships? Are you, do you feel like you're contributing? Are you passionate? Are you surrounded by great people? That's the stuff. That's the yes. sticky stuff. The money will come and go. Yes. You can always make money. But that that deep happiness, that joy that you speak of, it's um, I think I, I agree with you 100. Yeah. It's 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 much bigger than the dollar bill. Yeah, but it's okay to make a lot of money. It is. It's, it's okay. <laughs> okay. It's okay. It's okay. We, hey, for all our listeners out there, make your money, <laughs> and then uh, and then do a little bit of giving as well, people. Give yes. to those in need as well. So bringing it to today, talk about, uh, you mentioned you're in transition yes. and I think all of us are like in transition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all butterflies. We're all, we're all sort of yeah. evolving here. No, I'm literally in transition. Yeah, yeah. Transition's good. So tell us about the, the, the path forward for you. So, um, okay. So I mentioned how I, you know, I came to Huntington about yeah. oh, exactly one year ago. Okay. And, um, I, I live in, um, Murrieta, okay. which is an hour and 15 minutes away. Wine, wine country, wine right? country. That's right. Temecula. And um, I was very grateful for this job. It was a blessing. I knew this was allowing me to come to California. So I gave it my all, yeah. you know, I gave it my all. But what was happening and, you know, I, and I knew that I would have a long commute. You know, I had accepted that. I knew this was a price I had to pay. Um, and, you know, this kind of goes to how sometimes in life you just have to take the next step 
the next step. Don't worry about, you know, because I could have been like, oh my gosh, that's an hour and 15 minutes one way. How am I going to do it? No, I shouldn't take the job. But something, you got to listen to your intuition, right? Make great, a good judgment. And I made the call. No, I'm going to do this. So I was driving um, and sometimes I'd get home at, you know, 7.30 at night or 9.30 at night. Those yeah. were the two times I got home at night. And you still have a family. And I have a family. And yeah. and I'm a single mom. Yeah. I, you know, I was married to for, for 14 years to um, the girls' um, amazing dad. And I've been divorced for 10 years. So I'm a single mom. Here I am making the drive. I, I would sometimes drive home, Eric, I'm not over-exaggerating, crying because I was so tired. So mentally exhausted. Mentally exhausted. Yeah. And it was like I'd get off here at you know, eight o'clock and I'd have an hour and 15 minutes to drive home. So in the meantime, my girls who are, um, just amazing, the, the oldest doesn't live with me anymore. She lives in San Diego. Um, she's rocking it down there. Um, the two little ones, they were in middle school are in middle school. So they would be home every day by themselves every day. And that hurt you know, I explained to them, we got to make this sacrifice. Mom's got to do this. You know, we're a team. I need you guys to, you know, understand. And yeah. they did. Amazing girls, both in honor roll, you know, and they, Congratulations. thank you. But I, I felt in my heart, you know, I would say to myself, how is it possible that I'm dedicating all this time to kids mm-hmm. here at the Huntington at Learning Center, but I can't do that for mine. I'm like this, the balance wasn't there. Yeah. So then I decided, okay, I started, you know, kind of looking around for other opportunities. And again, I didn't shift my focus. I was always committed to this um, mm-hmm. 100%. But I also knew, okay, nothing's going to come and fall on your lap. Yeah. It's like, you got it. You got to try. So I, um, I was always, you know, kind of poking ahead, you know, poking my head into things, looking and applying. And ironically, my, um, a friend of mine, a wonderful friend of mine, came across this job opportunity um, and he sent it to me and said, hey, this looks like something that would interest you. And I was like, hmm, physician liaison, what is that? And so I read the description and I couldn't believe it. Like it matched. Was this on Indeed again? No, this was on ZipRecruiter. Okay, we've switched gears. We (laughs) we moved on from Indeed people. So I read the position and would you believe that all of the duties listed on their job description matched my current resume because I had updated my resume. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. The work that you were doing The work that I was doing right here at Huntington, which was... Um, branding the business, face-to-face marketing, going out into the community, literally going into strangers' offices, introducing myself, trying to book presentations, you know, um, meeting with teachers, principals. Again, it's face-to-face marketing, basically, ground marketing. That's what this group of doctors wanted. They were opening up their seventh office. Okay. And so they were looking for someone that would represent them. Business development. So they want, and they were opening up a new office, guess where? Temecula, oh my 15 minutes away from where I live. So I go in, I do the first interview, I applied and they yeah. called me two days later. And um, the chief of marketing said, you know what, I came across your resume. It's like, you're, this is, you know, come on in, I, I right. want to interview. So she interviewed me and um, her name's Lori. And she said to me, you're like, perfect you're you're I already know but I can't hire you because the doctors have to meet you right (laughs) she's like she's like you're like exactly what we need and so to make a long story short you know the doctors met me um they loved me of course of course (laughs) of course absolutely but here's the crazy thing is that I could not have landed that 
Yeah. Had I not done the work of one year here. Do you understand? I, I get it. It's I, like, there's no way. I didn't know what face-to-face marketing was. I didn't know what it was to like, you know, brand a business, to um, go out and keep a database of the contacts that you're making, to follow up with them. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. And so here I was. So not only is this, um, you know, amazing opportunity 15 minutes away from where I live, I gave myself a substantial raise and... Um, I have weekends off because here I didn't have weekends off. I had to work, you know, on Saturdays, which was fine. I knew it was part of the business. And, um, and they give me a car. (laughs) I would have been happy with a cell phone, you know, but the the reason why I'm saying this is sign me up. Okay. But the only reason why I'm mentioning this is because I just want to drive the point across that sometimes when you're doing something that feels really hard, there's a purpose. There's a reason. Absolutely. It's like you just have to remember that as long as you're doing your work, you know. Right. You but that's what that's what this experience has taught me that those nights I was crying, you know, God was saying it's okay. Yeah. It's like just hold, keep doing just, it. It's okay. Keep just stay it. stay the course. Stay the course. It's like you have to do this yeah. though otherwise you won't land this. Yeah. So um so yeah, this is a huge blessing. That is wonderful. And you know, it, it kind of brings things full circle, right? Because at the beginning of the show, you talked about one of the main drivers that brought you to California was to be closer to your family. Yeah. And now you get to get, get to be closer to your to your children. Yes. And uh, I'm sure you're the rest of your family as well. Yeah. My girls joke with me. They're like, Mom, but that means we can't be on our laptops all day after yeah, school. We got you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now do, you take the, now do you take the kids out and celebrate that, hey, thank you for, you know, sticking through this for the last year. Thank you. You know, you, you were there for me and we, we got through this. Do you celebrate that moment with Absolutely. them? Absolutely. Um, currently, they're in Michigan. They're visiting dad, okay. but they're coming back this Saturday. And yeah, we I've got so many fun things. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like... I I got, you know, um, I bought passes to uh, like SeaWorld and Aquatica Park. And I'm taking them, like my daughter wants to have her birthday party at the Sugar Factory in downtown San Diego. And it just, I feel blessed because I can do things for them that I never could before. And I'm not, it's not about material things. No, you're creating memories. Yes, I'm creating memories and I'm showing them, you know, that if you work hard, and you believe in yourself using your language, you you champion for yourself. It's like the world will give it to you. The universe will say, you know what? This lady thinks she's a champion. So, okay, I guess she is. She you is. Know? She's acting like so a champion. It's like, and that's yeah. how, and you have to, again, that goes back to the thoughts. But if you're telling yourself, you know, I'm too old, I'm not educated enough, I'm just this, I'm just that. It's like, that's, that's what you're going to get. That's uh, what the universe is going to give you, you know? I agree with you 100%. So, so well, first and foremost, congratulations on that opportunity. I'm thank very you. happy for you. And, you know, uh, your children are very lucky to have you as their mom. Thank uh, you. Having a strong mom. I had a strong mom, and she's the queen. And uh, I can tell you right now that's going to leave a, a legacy for your children to oh, have seen the, how hard you work and, and what you do. So I, I'm just letting you know right now in advance. Thank you, um, Eric. To wrap things up, I have yeah. a few questions that are just sort of fun and random. I like to ask all my guests. Okay. You, you may even know what these questions are, but let's put it out there. So the first one is, what is your favorite book and why? Oh, I have so many, but I'm going to go with, um, I love self-help books, I guess is what they would be categorized as. And I'm going to go with the very first one I ever read that I still have by Tony Robbins, how to awaken the giant within. I would say that one. I read that one when I was 20, 
one. And I remember learning back then, like, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like, oh, the power of the mind. Okay, here's the, this is interesting. So I would say that. Awaken the giant within. And, and Tony is my favorite, yeah. by the way, as well. Uh, number two, if you could only travel to one more country in the world, only one more, okay. where would it be and why? Um, that's tough. Well, I, you know what I'd love to do is I'd love to visit my mom's um, home country of Colombia. Oh, I've what never part of Colombia? She was born in Cartagena. Oh, that's beautiful. You've been there? Well, it's on the list. I've been to Medellin. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is crazy. I'm Colombian and I haven't been there and you're white and you've yeah. been there. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> mom's side's Italian, my dad's side's German, Czechoslovakian. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so uh, yeah, I would say Colombia. Oh, it's beautiful in Colombia. Yeah. I love it. Okay. And that's a beautiful area. Okay. That's on the list too. Okay. Last question. Um, what is the last random act of kindness that you did for somebody else and how did it make you feel? Oh, that's, that's easy. It's, it was recent. It was, what's today? I think today is Wednesday. Okay. So today's Wednesday. So this past Sunday, um, but for our listeners out there, this might be oh, yeah, different that's right, than that's a Wednesday right. when sorry, this actually sorry. comes okay. out. But, so yeah. let's just say a few days ago, um, my my nephew, who is six years old and he's adorable, he was playing um, a baseball tournament, and um, and it was uh, in West Covina, and okay. I live in Marietta. Okay, I was going to go drive again to see him because I had seen him play the day prior, and the team won. So in the tournament, you know you kind of progress so yeah so i was driving home and i'm like you know this little voice in me said you know you should invite your aunt and i was like but my aunt was far, far away and it was like this it was like a little battle yeah but she would really enjoy watching him play so i was like okay so i texted her and she said oh my gosh i'd love to and i was like okay tita her name's tita yeah. i'll pick you up tomorrow at nine and now, keep in mind, she was an hour, over an hour away from me. Then I'm still driving home, and then this other thought came to me, like, you know, like, Sebastian's, like, other aunt would probably really like to call. <laughs> you are collecting and all I'm, the aunts. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I call it the little voice. Yeah. It's like, you know when you want it, like, this little voice will say, you should do this. But then you convince yourself not to. It's like, mm. and so I was like, no, she won't want to go. So then I texted her, and she said, <gasps> I, you know, I'd love to. And she thought it'd be, she didn't know it was going to be early, but she was happy it was early because that worked out for her. And she has two little boys. Yeah. So I basically picked her up and then picked up my aunt and then went to the game. And, um, but it was the most amazing thing to watch my nephew see all these people there. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, children are looking out in yeah. the crowd looking for their family at those events. Yeah. So that for me was like the reward because, and I was joking. I kept saying, I'm, don't worry. I'm, his name is Sebastian. I'm going to start a little fan club for you. you yeah. Know? And so, but I would say that. And, you know, like I know m maybe others might say, oh, my gosh, I would never do that kind of a drive. But I've, I've, this is something else that I've, that has developed in me in this past year that I've realized that when you help others, you seriously get joy. It's like, it's that simple. If you, I'm, you know, if you don't have money to give, what about your time? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? If you don't have your time, what about, whatever, I don't know, cook. If someone, you know, someone is in the hospital, someone's sick, cook a meal, do. And before that kind of thinking was silly to me. Yeah. Like I was just like, 
oh yeah that's nice you know but now i realize no like if you do it it literally helps that person and you're gonna you will be so much happier because you'll feel like wow i'm so like again just watching my nephew you know have a great day that was joyous to me absolutely well wonderful thank you and on that note uh best wishes with the with the career moving forward and i really appreciate your time today and thank you so much for being on the show elsie thank you eric i think it's awesome that you do this and you do a wonderful job oh thank you so much i really appreciate it americano